Welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays by the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on supply trends, category updates, brand awareness, and what's hot in the market. Join us each week from San Francisco Bay, California, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Dan, the Produce Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays on this lovely, lovely October Friday. Hey, folks, Dan the Produce Man here, and today's Fresh from the Field Fridays is brought to you by the Produce Industry Podcast and sponsored by Buck Naked Onions, Equifruit, the only banana you should buy, Sunrays, the snack with impact. And folks, it's a beautiful day, like I said, and joining us today here on Fresh from the Field Fridays, all the way from Bancroft, Wisconsin, is the Vice President of Category and Brand Excellence, Rachel Atkinson Leach of RPE. Rachel, what does RPE stand for? I think it stands for Real Potato Excellence, but what do you say it stands for? I love I love that. Uh, we used to be Russet Potato Exchange, but we're way more than Russet Potatoes now. So we're just going with RPE and let people have fun with whatever name they come up with. Oh, hey, well, that's great. See, folks, you can use your imagination. And I know you're probably a little tired about hearing about potatoes because I've been talking about them from the Idaho Potato Trip and we had folks on. But hey... You know, spuds are a big thing. And Rachel, your focus mainly is retail, even though you do do some food service, right? Yes, we do. We do a lot of different channels of potatoes. And we actually have a new business development, a new renewed focus on food service. But our bread and butter and where we have a lot of our our real core strategies are in retail. So when you go into the store, folks, and you buy those little packages, those trays, right? I've picked them up a few times, but I always just pick out my potatoes. But they're a very convenient package. Why don't we talk about these bite-sized potatoes and some of your proprietor varieties? So we have two pillar brands. And so in the potato segment, there's the commodity side, and that's our Farmer's Promise brand. But on the small potatoes, and we we like to call them bite-sized potatoes, Tasteful Selections is truly a pillar in the industry. We actually supply over 50% of the small potatoes in United States, actually, through private label and branded. So our bite-sized potatoes, we have the yellow potatoes, which are honey golds. Honey gold. And we have the red ones, which are ruby sensation. Uh, we also have a sunset medley. Those are three colored, so that you have your red, gold, and uh, purple. Or we have a sunburst blend which is red and yellow that's been really popular in the last few years is that blended one Ooh, wow. we also have fingerlings too and so forth sunburst blend what is your what is your purple potato called midnight blue bb king blue we call it purple passion purple passion i love it don't you, you love know. that and i love the farmer's promise brand too that's a category i love that the farmer's promise. That says a whole lot right there. Dan, I can't even tell you how much that's resonated with consumers and retailers. Yes, that says it all. Look, you go into a store, you see farmer's promise on a package, you're, you're going to pick it up. That's all there is to it. Now, these are packaged in trays. And what is this? A, a, a 12-ounce tray, 16-ounce tray, 20-ounce tray. And is the, do you put the butter in there and those items as well? <laughs> I love that you asked this, Dan, because a lot of times people don't quite get the trays. So the trays are about 5% of total sales of potatoes in the retail That's market. It? Really? 
it's yeah you would think there'd be a little bit more but there's other value items too and it's actually a growing segment and we've seen that trays in particular add incremental sales to the category so from a retailer's perspective the largest you know assortment that they can put together those trays really help bring consumers to the category that don't normally shop potatoes because of the convenience so our trays are 16 ounce and we have a variety of flavors for tasteful selections. There's a garden herb, there's a loaded potato, there's garlic parmesan. Oh, 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 I'm I mean, hungry. you want to talk about, exactly. <laughs> and you know, if a person um, lives in a, an apartment or something, uh, or they don't have a lot of room, or they don't have a lot of time, you know, you just throw that in the microwave, mix the, whatever's inside there, the garlic and herb and the whole bit in the butter, throw that in the microwave, for what five minutes maybe six minutes i, I guess yeah and you have and some steaming hot tasty little potatoes that will go with anything else or you can just eat them just like that right out of the tray absolutely we're seeing a lot of like couples you know one and two person households younger generation you know what a lot of people are doing too they're taking the kits to the potatoes and then the seasonings and they're putting in the air fryer oh you know what so yes. not just in the microwave but they're putting in the air fryer too that is right the air fryer i use that for everything everything I, I, yes. because you know what i <laughs> I, the less splattering mess I can have on the stove to clean up after, the better if it's contained inside of the air fryer. And then I can just Absolutely. watch that. And the fingerlings? Do, do you have trays of fingerlings as well? We ha haven't done the tray on the fingerlings because that's kind of a smaller segment. We're trying to introduce people to the more, you know, smaller bite size or red or a gold. Not too many people are interested in value-added fingerlings, but hmm. um, that's something down the road, actually, yeah. we could be thinking about. I love the idea. Thanks, Dan. Hey, my pleasure. I'll bill you for that. That would be popular here in the Bay Area because fingerlings are huge ah. here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So you have a lot of other varieties and other packaging that I'd like to talk to you about. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Rachel Atkinson Leach of RPE right after this. In the morning, I always pour a cup of coffee and grab a banana. Before Equifruit, I never thought twice about how my banana was farmed. And now that I'm a banana badass, I care about fair trade, which ensures fair pay, gender equity, and safe working conditions. This is why Equifruit is the only banana you should buy. Everyone, we have an APP out on a buck naked onion. This onion is produced by Owyhee Produce, so we have to be on the lookout. Whether you're a retailer, food service distributor, or a wholesaler, this onion is whole, it's hearted, and it's buck naked, everyone. To all you civilians out there, please, let's catch this buck naked onion. Okay, folks, Rachel Atkinson Leach is with us. RPE. Rachel, how long has RPE been around anyway? We were actually started in 1971. Oh, so we've been hey. around for many, many years. We were a, a family owned company, started out with three brothers, and the rest is history. We're fully extended into the family. So great company. Been, now we've expanded from our Wisconsin headquarters all over the, the country. We're known for a lot of our geo uh, diversity in supply. And so. a lot of your growers have been around for decades prior as well. Three generations. Yes four generations, you know, and we're starting to see a lot of those newer, younger families 
come in. It's been great to be a part of it, part of the legacy with our partners, Grower Sheds, and what they're doing. And the sustainability efforts as well, the packaging, a lot of people open to new ideas and, and what's going on in the industry. You know, I saw a lot of the camaraderie and great relationships between the potato farmers recently, the different growers and how they work with each other. And it's just absolutely amazing. Now, Project Potatoes Your Way. What is happening with Project Potatoes Your Way? This sounds really cool. Well, it's fun that we were talking about the micro tray the value-added segment of the category because we have taken it and moved it up a notch. So we just talked about air fryers. We've talked about some different ways that people are eating potatoes. Well, you know what's really interesting? We don't realize there are over 6,600 consumers a month that Google how to cook potatoes. They're basically online wanting to know how to cook potatoes. So we had some consumer research and some things that we realized maybe we could change up this micro tray to meet a broader audience. So potatoes your way is what came about. So you have a micro tray with seasonings and a fiber tray now. It's not only plastic, it's a fiber tray. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you uh, now have instructions by a video, a QR code on how to mash, how to take that tray, put it in the microwave. You can mash it in the tray. You can microwave hole in the tray. You can put that in the oven if you would like as well. And you could use those seasonings to put them in the air fryer. <laughs> so there's a, and the other thing is that that way you have a different experience, even with those potatoes and seasoning on, on every way that you cook them potatoes your way. Wow, that's great. And you can, it's, if you can mash them right there in the tray too, you can use the, the, yes. the packaging of seasonings to put in the mash and really jazz up your mashed potatoes as well. Exactly. You know, folks, potatoes get a bad rap sometimes because of the carbohydrates, but my good friend Armin Lobato from the Potato Commission is always reminding me, Dan, those are good carbs. You've got good carbs. Uh, more potassium in a potato than you do a banana, and you've got a lot of vitamin C, B6, calcium. The list goes on. Potatoes are very healthy, and that's why they have kept people alive and nations alive for centuries. One of the crops has grown all the way around the world. Yes. Yeah, that that's right. And they even have protein too, Dan. I didn't know if you knew that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, there you Potatoes go. Protein. protein. Pro See, it just keeps it keeps coming on and I've mentioned this many, many times. Kathleen Demazon's book Potatoes Not Prozac. If you eat a potato before you go to bed, that will help with any type of sugar addictions, including alcohol sugar addictions. So check out that book if you get a chance. Spuds, man, they're happening. <laughs> so, okay, Rachel, now some of the larger spuds, the say the B-size folks, which would be a little bit bigger than a walnut, I would say, and then the A-size, which is a big, bigger potato for making potato salad and things, and then your russets as well, which are sized by numbers, not by letters. So reds, yellows, whites, purples, they're all sized by letters. And then the russets are sized by numbers. So folks, meaning that how many potatoes fit in a standard size carton, usually right around 50 pounds of potatoes in a carton. So with russet potatoes, if it's a 60 count, it's a bigger potato. If it's a 100 count, it's a smaller potato. With the waxy potatoes that I just mentioned, if, the, if it's an A, it's big. If it's a B, it's smaller. If it's a C, it's really small and then smaller than that. So how are these larger potatoes packaged? Are you sending them out loose? What is the, the biggest seller in all these in packaging? You know, it's... 
it's interesting because it's transitioned over time. So if you think about the count of potatoes you're talking about, like you said, a 60 count is bigger potato than an 80 count potato. It's kind of counterintuitive, but um, those are a lot of what food service, they're very particular on sizing in food service because those are how many portions, right, of the potato and they do price per serving and things like that. In our world, a lot in the retail market, we used to see people buying, you know, 15-pound bags, 10-pound bags of potatoes. In a lot of venues, they still are buying 50-pound bags of potatoes, but the majority of consumers now are looking for smaller bags. So those five-pound bags are one of the top russet potatoes is the top item in the country that sells. Red and yellow, that's probably a little over 50% is, you know, russets. And a large majority of those are in the five-pound bags. And then you have reds, but then yellows in some regions are taken over for what they sell more yellow potatoes than they do red potatoes. And consumers don't want food waste. They are looking at smaller bags because they don't want to end up having, you know, a couple of those potatoes get thrown away because they didn't use them in the meal. The three pound bags are also showing popularity in terms of the larger commodity sized potatoes. But we're also seeing on the bite sized potatoes that those mainstay were 1.5 pound bags. We're starting to see a real popularity in three pound bags of the small potatoes as well, those bite-sized potatoes. What, what kind of tips do you have for retailers to display these bags of potatoes? Because, you know, you don't want the... I always tried to display my potatoes where the lights were not shining down directly on them. It's kind of hard in a big supermarket, but in my store, I could arrange it that way so the lights were off to the side and the potatoes were did not have that direct light on them. Because if we know that light turns potatoes green and it's a turnoff to customers, though it takes, I learned a few weeks ago, 300 pounds of green potatoes get you sick. You got to consume that much. So, But still, we want them presented nice in the whole bit. So what type of uh, tips for retailers do you have? So I think it's it's this is an old school tip. You can actually cover your potatoes at night yes. with there's some different organizations that provide those or different companies that provide the blankets. But again, you're right, not in direct light. From an overall sales perspective, we recommend secondary locations. You know, potatoes are traffic drivers, America's most popular vegetable. They're in up to 80% of households across the country. So it's like well, like we like you heard, I heard on your podcast last week, the plot, you know, potatoes are one of those really core uh, drivers in the category. So you want a wide assortment, first of all. You want that commodity. You, You look at your data to say, how much, how many bags do we sell each week? And you merchandise that way. But the biggest and the best in class retailers have a broader assortment than most. So you think about you have limited assortment out there and that works well, but when you're talking about your potato category, you want to bring as many people to the category as possible. So you are merchandising according to say your russets, reds, and golds in that larger part of that 50-60% of the category are sold in those particular items in those larger potatoes. And then you get some of the more value-add items. Not that you need a huge assortment of value-add, but between value-add, that may be about 5 to 7, 5 to 10% of your category. And then some up to about 20%, 15 to 20% you want in those bite-sized potatoes, those smaller bags. Those areas in the value-add area are the ones that really add that incremental and bring new consumers into the potato sector. 
asset. And anytime you have a chance for those secondary locations, we've seen success in the meat department. Sure. Yeah, the cross-merchandising. You've seen those, exactly, a lot of cross-merchandising with a variety of things. Herbs, rosemary. often in, you know, stuff there too. Yes. Holiday meals, but also tailgating, you know, things like that. You know, and large displays sell produce, folks. Retailers out there, we know some rinky-dink little display is not going to catch the consumer's eye like a nice, large, clean display. And then upon closing, Rachel, why don't you give us some tips for the consumer at home, how to store your potatoes at home to get longevity out of them? So as you said, potatoes like them in the dark. So keep them in a pantry, keep them in a cool, dry location. The other thing is you don't want to store them next to onions or other produce because some of the gases and some of the other produce too can help affect, you know, the storage length of time. So always keep it dark and cool, preferably in under 60, 50 degrees. We can't always do that. So maybe a basement or cellar, but just in a, uh, in a cabinet where it's darker keep them in the dark that way they don't know what's going to happen to them when you pull them out so they don't peep and get eyes that's right (laughs) rachel atkinson leach rpe tasteful selections look for them in stores near you thank you so much for joining us today on fresh from the field fridays thank you dan great to hear from you hey folks be sure to tune into the produce industry podcast every monday with patrick kelly as well as the produce industry show on youtube and the produce industry app you got to have that download that now on your smartwatch on your smartphone on your tablet and wherever you can download apps too it's a great resource be sure to check out the history of produce series with john papp the global fresh series with juanita gallio and of course right here fresh from the field fridays don't forget to check out my youtube and rumble channels called dan the produce man and all my social media can be found at DanTheProduceMan.com. Until next week, this is Dan the Produce Man, reminding you that it's always best when you get it tasteful selections fresh. You've been listening to Fresh from the Field Fridays with Dan the Produce Man. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Produce Industry Podcast and at Dan The Produce Man. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.